0: Hello, welcome to Searching for Service. I'm Joe Kirk.
1: And I'm Chad Larson. Uh, We want to thank our sponsors. We are sponsored by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. And Joe's going to give us our mission of the show.
0: Yeah, our mission of our show is to uh, help Rotarians and non-Rotarians connect to service projects. And the way that we do that is have amazing guests on that highlight service projects, what Rotary is about, and uh, just really great stories about service, yeah. um, and what why we believe that Rotary is the best vehicle for helping service. Yeah, helping serve. And today we do have a special guest. His name is Wade Namora. He is a past district governor. Uh, and what district were you governor for, Wade?
2: That would be District 5240 in
0: Central California. California. Hey, okay, cool. Thank you so much for being on the show.
2: Is that where you're joining us from today? That's correct. Uh, the city of Carpenter, California.
1: Oh, I've not heard of that one. That's a tough one. You don't <laughs> want to <laughs> say that
0: one when you're drunk. You're <laughs> like, oh, Carpenter. <laughs> <Barbara." laughs> <laughs> it's by Santa Barbara, by the way. By Santa Barbara. <laughs> okay. Very cool. Yeah. Well, Wade, I mean, let's just get right into it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Um where you you know where you were born, where you come from, and then um, you do have some really great stories on um, being a BMX champion. So we can we to get there. I know
1: Joe's excited <laughs> to ask you about that. <laughs> there
2: you go. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, we'll make this short and sweet because I don't want to waste a lot of your time. Um, born and raised in Santa Barbara, a third-generation Japanese American. My grandparents migrated here in the eighteen nineteen hundreds. So I um, spent just about all my time here in the greater Santa Barbara area. Did a, lot, did a lot of service work. I'm uh, involved with quite a few things, including on city council, where I just recently finished my term as mayor of the city of Carpinteria. So oh, wow, a little bit cool. of tap in there. And by the way, the reason I served as uh, on city council was because I was coaxed into it because the community felt that I would bring value to it being a Rotarian, for wow. out of all things. Yeah. So uh, Opens all yeah, doors. Done yeah. quite a few things. <laughs> work with the foundation. Um, I'm heavily involved with Global grants. Especially in the area of water sanitation and hygiene. Cool.
1: There you go. Yeah, no, that's a great intro. What? Uh, how long have you been a Rotarian?
2: About 20 years now, uh, 21 years. So uh, total time. I joined uh, starting a new club, Carpenter Morning Rotary Club. Uh, I actually chartered in, and I was one of the charter members. I think there's only three of us left now. So, <laughs> huh. but it's been a great, great organization, and I've enjoyed it quite a bit.
0: So then how did you get introduced to Rotary? It sounds like that you were part of as a charter member, but how did you get roped into uh, joining the club or starting? Uh, you
2: must've been there to see that happen. Uh, my <laughs> wife was the one with the rope. Uh, she dragged me and kicking and screaming. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: <Okay>.
0: <laughs> and you never left.
2: <laughs> <laughs> never, never left. as uh, so it took me about three years to see the value of it. And they sent me out on a water project actually. And uh, that was my life changing time and experience. And my quote rotary moment that I'm sure a lot of uh, your other
0: guests have talked about. Yeah, it's like it's almost like we uh, teed you up for that question. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, <laughs> you so did that, well. <laughs> so that was your that was your aha moment with rotary. Um, tell us a little bit of why that why that resonated for you and where and where, where yeah I was.
2: Okay. Um. This one here is a pretty good story, actually. Uh, I was three years into Rotary and figuring out, you know, what, what I'm going to do. Um, this organization I thought was going to benefit my business, which never happened. So uh, looking for opportunities, I was asked one day by the president if I would be willing to uh, lead a team to Mexico to do a water project, which I raised my hand and said, gladly would. I'd love to do that. And They did not realize at that time that I had never been on an airplane Anywhere in the world outside of the United States. So I did this uh, figuring I'd get a free ride by Rotary. So that's why I jumped on board. Went to the uh, site in Mexico with two other people from my club. And uh, as I got there, they said, okay, time to get to work. I go, well, wait a minute. What do I have to do for work? They go, well, you're the expert. You got to find the local Rotary Club, talk to the uh, local government, find out where the challenges are for water and the need for a water project. Once we have that set in place, Uh, You're going to be in charge of negotiating land rights agreements, water rights agreements, maintenance agreements, and construction agreements. Um, And how much time do I have to do this? (laughs) Well, you've got five days. (laughs) So Fortunately, I was able to pull this one off. I went back a year later. We took a look at the and inaugurated that water system. A gentleman, he was called the sheriff of the community, came to uh, me, shook my hand. He goes, thank you for bringing us water. You know, for us, water is life. Thank you for bringing us life. That was my aha moment go, wow. I came on a free chip. I probably paid that back a thousand times now, but uh, the rewards have all been equal. Uh, I've enjoyed every one of them.
0: Yeah, it never gets old hearing how people got really like locked into Rotary, and it's typically through some form of a service project or hosting uh, exchange students. Like Those two things really seem to be the, the real components that – pull people in kind of the lifers is what i like to call. I like to get uh, yeah, you can put me on that list <laughs> <laughs> we're future lifers it's it's
3: we're already there uh, no, <laughs> we're hosting a, a tv or we're hosting that. a radio show <laughs> that's
0: right exactly <laughs> well um i just i always find it really fascinating how how rotary really fosters an environment for for everybody really and um can you talk a little bit about that in in how – have you always felt welcomed? Have you always felt like that Rotary has been a place for um, for you and, and your beliefs, traits, things like that you, you really care about?
2: Originally, when I first started, no, I didn't see any of the value in it. And again, I, I was joined because I was forced to join. I was looking for angles, things like that that would, um, I would say, benefit being a Rotarian couldn't find those things. It wasn't until I realized that, wait a minute, you know, it's all about service, but service can only be done with an expertise or an interest that the individual has. I think that was the biggest difference that I found. Once I found that niche, um, you know, it it was easy to continue on that track. Uh, Currently, I'm doing as many as six to eight different international trips a year for the Rody Foundation, looking at projects, evaluating and assisting with uh, making them better.
0: That's why you got such a great tan. <laughs> we, uh,
1: there you go. I think we got to take that 30 seconds uh, that you talked about how you got entrenched in it, though. You know, there that, you go. Uh, that, uh, that 30 seconds about how you, after three years, how, how you pivoted and how much it benefited. is. Uh, I think I can make yeah. a PSA out of that one. <laughs> so, that uh, was really well said.
0: You know, you. one of the things about your background that, really jumped off the page when I read about you was you're a BMX champion. And how did you get into BMX and how, how did this all transpire? Cause it, for those of you listening, you got to look up Wade and you got to check out his, um, his, his background with, uh, being a BMX champion.
2: Now that's a, that in itself is a really interesting question. I'm pretty random, by the way, I was a motorcycle racer. Um, Started working, uh, by the way, motorcycle racer is a hobby. My profession is a landscaper. And one of the projects that I did was actually a low-income housing project uh, in the Santa Barbara area. And as I was working there, one day I had my motorcycle in the back. And there was about four kids that came out, five kids actually came out, ages 10 to 14 years old. And they go, wow, you race motorcycles. I go, yes, I do. And they go, well, you know, we'd love to do that someday. I go, there's no way you guys could do it. It costs too much money. But I'll tell you what, I took, them, I took them out and gave them a few rides on the track, brought them back, and we're hooked. We want to do this. I go, you can't do it. It costs too much money. How about BMX? And they all said, we'd love to do BMX. And so I actually went out, believe it or not, um, opened up a bike shop only so I can get these bikes wholesale for the kids in this project area. We uh, built them a bike. We had to share it. They paid for it themselves by collecting aluminum cans and working for me. Uh, took him to local track. They loved it. Now, they were terrible racers because they'd never been on a bike. But they <laughs> loved the sport. So we continued on. One day there was a Father's Day race. It was Father's Day. So they said, You got to jump on. You're a father. I jumped on the bike and they ended up winning the race, a um, local race. And one of the guys that was uh, in that field was a national racer. He goes, You got to do this. He goes, You're pretty quick. So Well, I've never been on a bike, but we'll give it a shot. He said, Well, the Grand Nationals are coming up at, in the fall in Las Vegas. You may want to consider racing that. So I built a bike for that one. Six months later, I was on the track in Las Vegas and ended up winning the Grand National Championship (laughs) in my age group, which was 27 and over. It was a brand new (laughs) cloud. So um, I figured, well, if I could do it at a Grand National level, let's continue doing it. At that point, I decided to build and design my own bike called the Nomura bike. I raced for another five years and ended up winning five national titles, turned pro at the... uh, Young age of thirty, <laughs> got beat up, got spit out, and uh, ended up eventually having to retire because of injuries.
1: Wow! That's so the accident,
0: the accidental champion.
1: Yeah, I love that. exactly. That's a great story. Wow! Well, well, uh, and, and, the, and then the, the, how you got into it? So you were was that prior to being a Rotarian, or were you a Rotarian by then?
2: That, that was prior to being so. Being you're already a Rotarian, serving the yeah, community I, well
1: before. <laughs> I've yeah. given
2: back quite a bit to youth. Um, I've run a junior golf program for. Now it's close to thirty years, also. So bring oh, wow. um, right. that in to help groom our, our future champions in the, the golf world. Yeah, that's
1: cool.
0: Yeah, and I noticed too that uh, you were inducted into the Japanese American Hall of Fame, and that was was that for the creation of the bike,
2: for the creation and racing the bike. Got it uh, for, really cool. for for accomplishments and also because uh, the bike itself literally became an icon, which I never expected or anticipated. But I knew that if I was going to win races, I want to have the best bike out there. And the only <laughs> way I could guarantee that is if I built it and designed it myself.
0: That's awesome. I, I th- What a great story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, just as we got about a minute left here in this this first segment, um, you know, what's, go ahead and tease – you know, really the core, core function of why, why you're on the show. And that's to really talk about your TV show that you do for Rotary and it's Rotary serving our community, correct?
2: That is correct. Yeah. Um, Um, You can see it on If Anybody wants to take a look at it. Um, It's it's a show that we started only because we wanted to highlight a lot of things. And we felt that Rotary was taking kind of a second fiddle, um, especially on a media you can't find anywhere as you guys know because you got the radio station going there Uh, it's hard to get it out otherwise
0: I completely agree and you know it's going to be fun to to dive deep into this in the next segment because I think we're we face the same challenges so that's for sure uh, make sure to stay tuned Uh, this is Joe Kirk
1: and I'm Chad Larson we'll be back
0: Rotary is a place for all community-minded people who want to serve their areas with the support of an international organization. Join Rotary to find service. Join Rotary to find inclusion. Join Rotary to find leadership. Join Rotary to find fun. Join Rotary to find friendship. Join Rotary to find a better version of the world. Find a Rotary club near you at rotary.org and click on Club Finder. There is a club out there for everyone. Find your fit with Rotary. Rotary Rotary.org.
3: For decades, eradicating polio worldwide has been Rotary's cornerstone cause. We are incredibly close to ridding the globe of this virus, but we need everyone's help to get us to the goal. World Polio Day is October 24th. Please consider making a new donation to Polio Plus or increasing your already generous giving. Go to endpolio.org to be a part of this historical eradication of polio. You will help get vaccinations to the most remote parts of our world and help fulfill a promise we made to end polio now. Two drops and it stops.
4: Riverbend Nature Center is a free nonprofit natural habitat in Faribault, Minnesota, with 743 acres, the straight River, and 10 miles of trails. Despite no public funding, it offers educational programs to almost 10,000 youth and families annually. Riverbend seeks your feedback on its new strategic plan at rbnc.org/strategic/planning by March 30th. Thank you for your time. Welcome back to Searching
0: for Service. I'm Joe Kirk, and with me...
1: I'm Chad Larson. Uh, if you'd like to find our podcast, you can find us on any podcast platform. you got to search Searching for Service. And what do we like?
0: Five star reviews. Yes,
1: we do. <laughs> like, share, but you can find us on uh, you know any any place you get your podcast,
0: and you got to search searching for success yeah,
1: That's a tongue twister every yep. time. I still haven't found a better way to say it. <laughs> yeah, <that>. I know.
0: <laughs> and if you're just starting to listen to us, we have Wade Namora on here. He's the past district governor in California. I can't remember the district number. I'm sorry,
1: Wade. It started with a five. I started know.
0: with a five. Yep. 52. <laughs> 5240. 5240. Um, and we were just actually talking a little bit about Wade's background, how he got into rotary, how he got into BMX biking. And now we're going to talk about how he got into a television show. And it's so fun because we're both, you know, trying to trying to broaden the horizons of Rotary through different forms of media. And so talk to us a little bit about how it all came up. And again, the TV show is Rotary Serving Our Community.
2: That's right. Uh, We started about seven, eight years ago. And the idea was um, I was actually approached by somebody that wanted to have a TV show. He goes, you know, all the great things Rotary does, why isn't there a TV show? (laughs) I can't answer you. I know Rotary International doesn't have any plans of doing one. He goes, well. I think it'd be great if we had. When started local, we'll build it up, then spread it out using maybe a YouTube uh, link or something like that. So I go, that's a great idea. Well, who are you gonna have uh, host it and you know produce it? Go, well, wait, it looks like it might be you. I go, it might be me. Well, uh, we want you to at least host it, and I think uh, eventually you're going to be producing it also. So I said, well, if that's the only way we're going to do a TV show, so be it. So I jumped into uh, the TV show started by uh, highlighting some of the local events, local projects, things like that, where we would actually go out on scene and uh, start shooting some of the interviews with people that have done great things. Later on, it became easier for us to do most of that work in a studio. So um, I have a nonprofit studio with a, where they actually let us come in there and use their studio to shoot these uh, shows with. So um, currently, I think we have about 150 shows in the can. So wow.
0: So...
1: Pretty
0: successful with that. So, so, we have a lot to catch up on. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, just over thirty years, so we <laughs> we got we got
0: <laughs> Forget Netflix. We're yeah. going to binge. We're going to binge. <laughs> so, um, and, you know, I'm going to parallel this a little bit with like some of the things that we encountered as well. Is so getting the show started. You know, you talk about it being very hyper local um, and trying to highlight the things that are going on in your community. How did it, what was the start on how did it grow? Because uh, everything always evolves, uh, everything I'm always sure. does. you, At know, you, get, con- you episodes. get to connect, you get to connect it to somebody that gets connected to somebody, and then next right. thing you know, you got Wade Namor on your show who's From California. in California, right? Yeah. Like so.
2: <laughs> well, actually, it's an interesting one because I did start it locally, and the one reason I did it locally because the sponsors were local based. So I go, well, you know, for me to, um, keep it local would mean that I'm benefiting these uh, sponsors. So that's why I started that way. One of them approached me and go, well, you know, all the work that you do internationally, why haven't you included that? And I go, you mean I have that choice? So once I heard that, we opened it up. So I started going out and including a lot of the trips that I was taking for the foundation on project evaluations where we touched in and that covered a lot of those projects from start to finish, where they were, how they located, interviews with some of the local people, things like that. Next thing you know, the project grew, uh, the program grew to where we were probably doing three quarters plus on these international um, project trips and uh, interesting people that we've uh, run into and seen. Do f- so We got away from the local.
0: Do you find, well, do you find that the international stuff influences the local stuff a lot? I mean, th- that's that's kind of been the correlation that we've seen on this show and it's, it's the connection. You know whether it's going on an international service project, whether it's um, the student exchange, um, the Rotary International, the different types of dis- or the different types of conferences and things like that. They really seem to have a lot of connective tissue that that does come back to the local clubs. So
2: that that is absolutely correct. If you look at um, say the life of a, a local Rotarian, somebody that's a club member. What they see in Rotary is what they're experiencing. And that is community-based work. They don't get to see much beyond that because they don't have the time, energy, or even the knowledge of what's happening beyond that. So when we start doing these projects that got greater, we went district-wide, then we went you know, state, national, internationally. Um, it's always fascinating to hear some so many people uh, comment, wow, we had no idea Rotary was involved with that one. That, that's great, that's outstanding. We would have never known that because we are working in the community. Never see that. Yeah. So I thought I thought that was kind of a huge benefit on why we now broadcast outward, try and make sure that we bring everything into a local community.
1: How long is the show? Is it a half-hour, hour? hour?
2: Um, it's, it's a half-hour show. Half-hour half hour
1: you got to yeah. cut a lot down. Do you do you, uh, film when you're international or do you put, uh, you know, you're talking to you use a studio, but do you use, um, you know, film and Im- images from when you're on the trips or other people? Most, have been
2: most of the time, what I've done in the past—that's uh, probably going to change—I um, do a lot of photography. Uh, I'm a photography uh, professional, also, so I'll take these pictures and bring those pictures back and create a narrative based on the photos that I bring back. Yeah. So we talk use that one as a like a PowerPoint presentation. Sure. Like Very cool.
0: Do, have you found that there's a format that works best for your show?
2: <laughs> now that's an interesting question. Um, <laughs> I've used pretty much the same format, uh, interview process, 30 minutes, one segment. 30 minutes would be one show, um, so we talk about one specific theme or idea. I was uh, approached and have a new TV show that we just started the last year called uh, Carp of Living, and I was asked to produce and host that one also. This was uh, more in a format of a magazine show, so they're 10-minute, 15-minute segments. Where we actually go out there and we shoot those things live in different areas and then bring that in. So I'm thinking about using more of that format. We can go ahead and bring in a lot of things because once in a while, 30 minutes on a topic gets a little old for the for the viewer. Whereas if we keep that interest in 15-minute spurts, 10-minute spurts, we can cover a lot of area and yeah. keep that interest factor.
0: Yeah, I remember when we first started this show and the, the four 12-minute sections and going – how are we ever going to talk about anything? And then it, it's <laughs> because it's quick, right? Like it, actually, it actually in the very beginning it was, how are we going to fill 12 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> and then very quickly it was, Oh my gosh, it goes by so fast. And you know, you don't get to necessarily get into everything that you want. Yeah. So how do you really boil down the interview to capture the, the essence of what you're trying to, to get to in that episode?
2: Right. Well, as you know, what you do is you find out um, what brought this person, uh, this guest on board in the first place. I mm-hmm. mean, um, you highlight that and you try and bring that out from beginning to end. How you got involved and then you talk about the benefits of it. And at the very end, how do you get involved uh, as a listener or mm-hmm. a viewer? Yeah. So th- those are the same tricks I use there. And I think that's a good way to keep the people engaged and it gives a lot of opportunity for those that are interested.
0: What Have you had a favorite guest or subject matter?
2: (laughs) I knew you guys were going to ask me that question. (laughs) I would say (laughs) one of the interesting ones, and I would like to share this one, only because it's it's, it's good timing it. You guys asked me this. One of my interviews I did was in Atlanta at the uh, International Convention. And in Atlanta, I had the opportunity of interviewing uh, then director Jennifer Jones. And I asked her at this interview, I go, when do you think we are going to see a uh, woman as a president of Rotary International?
1: And (laughs) her
2: answer, very unique. She goes, you know, it would be a travesty if we had a woman president of Rotary International because she was a woman. It would be ideal to have somebody that was qualified, most deserving, and the one that should be leading this organization because they've earned it, because they are there for that specific reason. Well, two years later, she was selected. So uh, <laughs> there you have it. Wow. <laughs> it came from Jennifer. <laughs>
1: That's very cool.
0: Well, really quick, just a quick commentary on that. It just actually shows you how how great of a leader she is <laughs> to have that foresight before before that she even knew at that point or becoming the president and, and just going, you know, this whoever is president – needs to be the person based on their, their merit, not on any other capacity. And okay. I, I think, I think that that's super forward thinking and, you know, exactly the, the type of leadership that rotary, you know, has benefited greatly from. So mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I think uh, yeah. you can see it every day. Um, you know, we were talking about the tri district and even the programming through that, which I know she's not directly involved with, but
0: you know, yeah. it's,
1: it, it comes down and you can see it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it it trickles everywhere.
1: That's important. We only got about two minutes left, but you talked about your favorite show. uh, You had your uh, aha moment uh, in service, but what during the show had maybe the most impact on you as a person?
2: I would say the biggest impact that it had on me, the show itself, was knowing that I could shoot these shows and bring to the audience some of the challenges some of the results some of the benefits that these huge projects have done globally for example in guatemala i I was able to bring back a show where we actually interviewed a lot of the people that were beneficiaries the mayan people and in doing that you know how often do you get a chance to actually see firsthand how your foundation money is working how those projects are being organized and the faces of those beneficiaries that literally had their lives changed i think that was the biggest Thrilled to me to make yeah. that
0: happen. Almost never. I mean, it's 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 really difficult to make that connection sometimes. So I'm I'm sure that being able to like show that and present that is is extremely gratifi- gratifying.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, great. I want to get into this more after the break, but. You know, with our show, we're trying to also influence Rotarians and non-Rotarians. Is that the focus, or is it trying to focus just on Rotarians? Or we only got about 30 seconds, we're going to dive more into it. But where is the main – where do you see the goal for your show?
2: We um, focused it on the Rotarian audience. However, uh, the big benefit is we also stream this to the public, so public yeah. access gets to see this. Um, ideally, we want to highlight what Rotary does to the public, get yeah. them involved and engaged and know what we are all about. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. makes
0: sense. Makes yeah. total sense. I mean, it, 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 what what's great is, just before we wrap up, is you know, what's good for Rotary tends to be what's good for the, the public at large anyway yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Or, or community at large. So just as a reminder, you're listening to Searching for Service. I'm Joe Kirk.
1: And I'm Chad Larson. We'll be back.
0: Rotary is a place for all community-minded people who want to serve their areas with the support of an international organization. Join Rotary to find service. Join Rotary to find inclusion. Join Rotary to find leadership. Join Rotary to find fun. Join Rotary to find friendship. Join Rotary to find a better version of the world. Find a Rotary club near you at rotary.org and click on Club Finder. There is a club out there for everyone. Find your fit with Rotary. Rotary rotary.org
3: For decades, eradicating polio worldwide has been Rotary's cornerstone cause. We are incredibly close to ridding the globe of this virus, but we need everyone's help to get us to the goal. World Polio Day is October 24th. Please consider making a new donation to Polio Plus or increasing your already generous giving. Go to endpolio.org to be a part of this historical eradication of polio. You will help get vaccinations to the most remote parts of our world and help fulfill a promise we made to end polio now. Two drops And it stops.
4: Riverbend Nature Center is a free nonprofit natural habitat in Faribault, Minnesota, with 743 acres, the Strait River, and 10 miles of trails. Despite no public funding, it offers educational programs to almost 10,000 youth and families annually. Riverbend seeks your feedback on its new strategic plan at rbnc.org/strategic/planning by March 30th. Thank you for your time. Hello,
0: welcome back to Searching for Service. I'm Joe Kirk.
1: And I'm Chad Larson.
0: And today we have Wade Nomoron, uh, past governor for district, oh gosh.
1: 5240. <laughs> Nailed it. You wrote it down. too. this is why
0: we're a good team. <laughs> but but we've been talking about Rotary Serving Our Community. It's a, it's a television show that Wade has really championed um for rotary and
1: created produced yeah. Yeah, it sounds like one one thing I, I mentioned to joe is you know how have you grown it you know it starts obviously at the club level and local but uh, you know i you talked about how you grew the content and how you branched out but how have you how have other rotary groups or how have you grown the exposure of the show does that make sense
2: it, it does make sense. And one of the ways we do it, um, as you're doing, uh, you reach out to different areas of, of the country, different areas of the world. You tell them you're shooting this TV show, then you send them the sample of that one. Yeah. Give them the link to it to where they can watch all of them. Um, that expands your network quite a bit. Uh, whereas previously, it was just whatever showed up on public access. Those are the ones that we get to see. Yeah. Uh, so I think that was the biggest difference. By the way, uh, if you got time, there is another TV show that I did that I thought was really fascinating after thinking about it during the break and that was um, (laughs) show show that I did on polio. Um, I'm actually a polio survivor. And one of the ways I got involved with that um, is when I found out that I really did it. I had the opportunity to go to India in 2010 to the city of uh, Muradabad. And in that area there, I got to see behind the scenes because I was, quote, a governor, because I was a polio survivor and because I was taken under the wing of the National Director of Health of India. In that time, in those five days in the city of Muradabad, we were able to immunize, and I say we, 3,300 volunteers plus the five from our team, we immunized 916,000 children under the
1: age of six in five days.
0: Wow. That's uh, incredible.
1: Isn't that amazing? <laughs> it's hard, hard to wrap your mind around how, how many people yeah. that really is. I mean, yeah, exactly.
0: 3x Minneapolis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow. How that you guys must have been very efficient. <laughs> they they were when yeah, I say they, they yeah.
2: we were there more <laughs> the of royal we support. Yeah. Support. <laughs> the, the yeah yeah. Support. <laughs> yeah and the
1: media was chasing me
2: everywhere yeah, so it worked cool. out well
0: so so we talked a little bit about the show format you know some of your favorite moments but like what have you seen as the impact of the show have you have you seen have, have you been approached by people like oh my gosh so so great you're doing this show. I'd love that you're having these type of guests on. You've uh, What's been the impact? I would say the biggest impact,
2: uh, people um, that have interest in specific topics will find that show. So having, you know, about almost 150 of these done, they can pick and choose what they want. The biggest advantage, though, is that the people realize at the end that this is an opportunity for them to highlight their program, their project, their events. And so that's what we look at. We we actually are doing these shows so that the other people that haven't yet used our tool, our vehicle, will have that opportunity to do so.
0: Very cool. You pretty much hit the head or hit the nail on the head of what Rotary is. It's always that connective tissue between, like, groups. Like, like we're always kind of this conduit. And, right. you know, we bring people to a service event. We Bring high, we highlight and it's a it's a very very selfless organization and um, I think I think it it makes it really fun for a TV show and a, a radio show but also very difficult because you know if 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 you don't catch your audience the right way um, if you don't show the value of what Rotary is it's tough for them to access all of those other things so. You know that's been one of the challenges of the show on our end is to go okay, we're we're kind of presenting all of these things, but what do we stand for? And we, what what we've really boiled it down to in the in this show is, man, we got to tell great stories. Yeah. We got to tell great stories. Yeah, because how does it connect. It's got to
1: got to connect more. Yeah.
0: You know, and, and to become really great storytellers. And I imagine through through the TV show, you have an entire entirely new ability to tell stories so what is your favorite thing about telling stories
2: probably for me it's motivating others to lead a life of service and it sounds corny but that is actually the truth um all the work that i've done if i could share that experience with other people give them that opportunity that's what rory's all about and that's what i try and do with the tv show uh being on this show here same thing uh if you could motivate inspire people to, to go a little bit beyond their comfort zone find something that they really want to do and they're passionate about uh, that's what's going to get rotary engaged for them and it's going to be individual and it has to be individual not everybody does it for the same reason but if you give them an opportunity to
1: be a life changer it's going to be a life changer experience for them too yeah that makes a lot of sense and I I don't think that's corny. I think it's uh, very much uh, submission it's, statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as you talked about your the, your past too, prior, you know, through everything, it, it, it all lines up. What you know, as you as you reboot it, getting more content going forward with the shows. What's your are, are you changing anything? Are you kind of staying? Uh, you know, the course you're at, or you know, where, where's your goals? And as as you get back on with it and, and ramping up.
2: Wow, that's a good question. Um, ideally, um, I start the show, I've been doing it for this long now. What I would love to see happen is this idea sprout up with other people doing the same thing, like you're doing with the podcast. Because yeah, yeah. we can't cover everything, and uh, not everybody's going to find us. But if there are a lot of us out there, they'll find something. And if that's focusing on Rotary and the, the, the mission that we do, that would be the ideal situation. People could pick and choose.
0: So if if somebody's listening to this and is like, man, that sounds like a great idea to do this show. So how do you – how would they start to model the show? Where where, do they start? Where do they start?
2: Uh, If um, I were to recommend, I'd say start the same way we did. Start with the public access channels because those are free. Uh, It doesn't cost you much to present and produce a show. And you also have a local audience where you can highlight what Rotary's doing in that community. Um, You could have a few other fillers. uh, Oftentimes, we could also share that material, also. For example, uh, uh, one of our future TV shows is going to be having you guys on.
1: Uh,
0: (laughs) All right. (laughs) Love it. We can make that happen. We can absolutely make that happen. (laughs)
1: There you go. Yeah, I think the sharing, you know, and I think it's something, you know, Joe and I talk about off airs. We got to continue to learn how to grow that sharing. Um, You know, obviously, the guest, you know, is a really great point because you get. People from, you know, we we have local, but we have national and, and some international. international. But, um, you know, the more you do it, the more you grow that network, like anything. And and when we're, we're we're kind of looking at that. Say, like, how do we continue to to find it and grow that audience and 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 hopefully inspire?
0: Well, speaking of inspiration, I mean, I feel like with every guest, it's more inspiring for us. And it's like, yeah. how, how how do we get this to our audience and, and continue to push this into our audience and yeah. because it is so inspiring when you hear a, like, and, and you hear like, what are we like? 31 episodes. I think it is in, and we've had 31 different reasons why people have joined Rotary. We've had 31 different reasons and stories of, you know, their aha moment, like all of those things, but they're all equally as impactful. Yeah, And it, it's just, you just keep coming back to going, man, Rotary just, is unbelievably underserved and under out there. Yeah, you see the numbers, you know,
1: at the club meetings or the impact, but, you know, the stories are what really kind of hit you. It's not the – you know, when we talked to some other people on international, maybe funding and, you know, how much of an impact it's had here, here, and here, you know, it, the numbers are astronomical, but then you hear the story of the individual that they actually connected with, and that's that leaves you, you know – yeah. speechless all speechless. the time yeah like wow it's I, cool. you know it's, it's pretty cool
0: what um you know in our next segment we'll talk about the future of the show and we've kind of t- teased on it a little bit but what are you most um proud of with your with your show so far i mean it, it sounds like that it was it's been a labor of love for you so <laughs> what are you most proud of
2: I, I would say um the ability to um Showcase uh, things that most Rotarians will never get to see. Yep. You know the projects I've been on, as I talked about the um, oh another one uh, the Rotary Rose Parade float I'm, I'm oh, having yeah. that yeah. actually yeah. showing from beginning to end how that works how that's built up um, meeting individual people like Jennifer Jones. Um, I've interviewed had the opportunity to interview a lot of the RI presidents of, of the past. I've actually served as uh, representatives for the last eleven or twelve of them. So uh, wow. it's been an outstanding experience. Uh, The first time I actually met Jennifer Jones was when I was sent to her district by Ron Burton. Uh, He was then president of that one. So uh, I met her, and she was actually uh, assisting me as as one of my aides uh, when I went to her, and that was before she was a director. Those are some of the weird and random opportunities we have. So when we talk about the show, people get to follow along with some things that they may never get to experience, but they get to see how Rotary is actually doing all these great things all over the world. So another one that was interesting I, it was Tanaka. Um, I was governor for uh, the year j- just before Tanaka. Tanaka sent me to Texas. And I asked uh, President Tanaka, why are you sending me to Texas for it? To Dallas, of all places. He goes, you'll find out. When I got there, um, the president of the Dallas Club comes. Do you know why you're here? I go. I have no idea. <laughs> he goes. The Rotary Club of Dallas sponsored the Rotary Club of Tokyo, the first Rotary Club in Japan.
0: Wow! Oh my <laughs> gosh! How cool is that? <laughs> exactly.
2: I go. Who would have thought that? that? That was amazing. So these are some of the stories that I get to tell. And I get to see, but not a lot of people get to hear these. Yeah, but
0: so you cool. get to you get to tell them on your show, and I think that that's yeah. a really really powerful. Uh, powerful thing so we've got about 40 seconds here any last things how about this what's the biggest lesson you've learned from your show
2: Uh, the biggest lesson I've learned I, I would probably say that the audience you reach is not always the audience you anticipate you <laughs> yeah. reach. Sometimes 100%. it's bigger, sometimes it's used. There are random people that walk along the street sometimes go, hey, that was an awesome show, and I'm not even a Rotarian.
0: <laughs> like, wow. No, that's life
2: changing.
1: Yeah, that's
0: pretty cool. That is great. And uh, we'll uh, talk about the future of the show here in the next segment. But I'm Joe Kirk.
1: I'm Jad Larson. We'll be back.
0: Rotary is a place for all community-minded people who want to serve their areas with the support of an international organization. Join Rotary to find service. Join Rotary to find inclusion. Join Rotary to find leadership. Join Rotary to find fun. Join Rotary to find friendship. Join Rotary to find a better version of the world. Find a Rotary club near you at Rotary.org and click on Club Finder. There is a club out there for everyone. Find your fit with Rotary. Rotary Rotary.org
3: For decades, eradicating polio worldwide has been Rotary's cornerstone cause. We are incredibly close to ridding the globe of this virus, but we need everyone's help to get us to the goal. World Polio Day is October 24th. Please consider making a new donation to Polio Plus or increasing your already generous giving. Go to endpolio.org to be a part of this historical eradication of polio. You will help get vaccinations to the most remote parts of our world and help fulfill a promise we made to end polio now. Two drops And it stops.
4: Riverbend Nature Center is a free, non natural habitat in Faribault, Minnesota, with 743 acres, the straight river, and 10 miles of trails. Despite no public funding, it offers educational programs to almost 10,000 youth and families annually. Riverbend seeks your feedback on its new strategic plan at rbnc.org strategic planning by March 30th. Thank you for your time.
0: Hey, welcome back to Searching for Service. I'm Joe Kirk, and I'm Chad Larson. And today we have Wade Namora on. He's the district governor for
1: 5240.
0: All right, <laughs> and we've been talking about mostly the uh, TV show that uh, Wade has put on Rotary serving our community. And in this segment, we like to to you know talk about the future and how we imagine it going forward. So I thought we'd, we've we kind of talked about it a little bit, but just let's just talk about it really quick on what is your hopes and dreams for the TV show in the future and what your involvement is.
2: Sounds good. Um, I plan on continuing using this pretty much the same kind of format, but make this more of a magazine type of show where we can highlight different segments of uh, Rotary Life and maybe 10-minute, uh, 15-minute segments. I think that would be a, a lot of interest for the people, the audience that are watching it. Ideally, in the long run, as more media pops up, for example, podcasts, that was something that wasn't even existing when I started my TV show, uh, things like that. If people start replicating this, I think that's going to be probably the biggest benefit we see because that will change your time. It'll evolve. Right now, TV shows are, you know, they're, they're kind of halfway there, halfway not. Uh, some people don't like them. Some people are switching to other forms of media. So I think this is where, other the people jumping on board with different ideas? Will be able to take this
1: to the next level. Are, I assume this. Are, are the shows on YouTube? They are on YouTube. Yes, great.
2: And again, uh, we are Rotary TV. You'll find it there.
1: Perfect. And I'll, I'll put those uh, if you're listening to the show or watching the show. I'll have those links in the description so you can uh, you can go we'll check it out.
0: Well, great. Well, why don't we just move on from the show? I I want uh, there's a couple more things I want to wow. highlight. <laughs> Or you got, you got something got yeah, I want to ask,
1: Joe and I are talking, how do, you know, as, as us both have in shows, how do we collaborate and and understand that, how do we grow in Together. that we're trying to do this, you know, very similar things and, you know, both reach the public, but also show that there's, there's other ways to highlight uh, things about it. You know, any thoughts on that?
2: I do. Uh, a big one there. I'm thinking that ideally... They have uh, in Rotary what's called uh, Rotary Friendships and these uh, fellowships. I'm sorry, fellowships. If we were to create one, at least become a network where we could all share the same experience, exposure uh, and, and the marketplace, that's something we need to do. Now, if we look at who's out there doing these. I know there's two of us. I don't know how many yeah. more there are out there.
0: <laughs> Calling all podcasters yeah. and TV folks. Yeah. Or <laughs> media in don't. general. Yeah.
2: But I, I think that would be ideal if, if we were to do that. And we could then share best practices and share experiences and programs.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's great. And we just laid down have, the gauntlet. Yeah. We're going to create a Rotary Fellowship <laughs> for uh, the media. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> yep. <Yeah, yeah. laughs> Well, do we want to go into some other stories? Jen? Yeah. So yeah. I,
1: you, you just briefly talked about, your, you know, that you had a, had an episode on the uh, Rose Parade, but I want to hear more about. Uh, are, are you guys involved with it regularly, or was it one time? And uh, and you know, something you know, we see that's pretty cool from afar. But we just wanted to hear more about it.
2: Yeah, we've been doing it consistently for uh, decades. Uh, we do it each and every year. The only time we missed was for the uh, well during the COVID times, of yeah. course. The reason we do this one, again, it's, it puts us out there in the media. Um, it, it's being televised by multiple networks on the first of the year, yep. except for if the first of the year is a Sunday, then it moves to the second. Yeah. Um, but it's being seen and viewed by close to 40 million people. That's our audience out there. And live, about 750,000 people actually line that, that um, parade route and actually see it going there. So I didn't we realize it was that big. year for that, exp- yeah, it's, it's huge, and it's the biggest time, the greatest exposure Rody will have in that entire year. Sure, and, and that's big if you think about it. So, what do we do uh, as a committee? It takes us close to two hundred thousand dollars, just under that, maybe $160,000 to one hundred eighty thousand dollars to put this float down. It's all funded by uh, the committee so we put most of that all work together ourselves fundraising the whole works we outreach by having ambassadors throughout the country or the world any club or district that wants to participate with us and become an ambassador they can buy in as a member that way and they'll help us out also with that experience and exposure we build it with a company called Phoenix uh, floats and they actually are float builders they put it between 20 and 25 floats in the parade each and every year so we work directly with them they give us a pretty good discount close to maybe i would say almost 50 percent off because we're non-profit we've been with them for oh, wow. so long uh, this year the theme is going to be uh let's see the theme this year is clean water the music of life and what we do is we merge the two themes together flash the dance parade theme is <laughs> celebrating the world of music the universal language and of course incoming one for president gordon mccannelly is create hope in the world so he merged those two together to come up
1: with the theme for the float wow, very cool are you guys already in design or past design or how, how long was well, we, that we process are in, in
2: design we are actually in the fundraising mode trying to get teams together uh we're looking at how and when we can put all this uh, out there so people know about it Very around cool. the world
0: if our listeners are compelled to either uh donate to the to to the rose bowl float uh how, how would they reach you or how would they oh, good get, question yeah. there
2: um they can find our website it's rotary org. clever <laughs> like keep it easy <laughs> it's easy for us if we could remember it <laughs>
1: That's pretty cool. Thanks for sharing that. Like we talked sure, about, that's uh that's something you, when you look at it, you're like, oh, it, it's just a parade. Yeah, it's because, just you know, a parade. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like, figured no, there actually, was a lot more that went into it, it than, uh, <laughs> than meets the eye. And that's a cool adventure. We have a, that, we have
2: a new rendering up there, too, right now. It's just been uh, approved about two, three weeks ago. So I'll have You can get oh, check a pretty good view of what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Very cool.
0: How does how does one get onto the float?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there's, there's a good question. Again, since it's all about fundraising and we have to do this ourselves, if you want to walk on the float, it's $6,500 to, to be a walker, and we only allow eight of those. If you're a rider, again, we only allow eight. It's $10,000 for a seat. Very cool. And, uh, good way and to fund it. A lot of times what clubs, districts do, They'll fundraise for it, yeah. and then they'll have a random drawing, and, and that's how a lot some, of yeah. them show up that well, that's way. That's a cool way to do yeah, it. Yeah, I
0: think Tom Gump was on, was on it. Yeah. Was was, was it last year? Yeah,
2: Tom, Tom definitely was. Yeah. Tom's been on yep. the show, Andy's and he's a member uh, Lloyd, of our Lloyd club. Lloyd Campbell was out helping us uh, decorate it, too. Oh, was oh my Lloyd God, on yeah. There? yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. I wasn't a Rotarian yet, but I was in California. I should have, had I known it. <laughs> yeah, you should have come by, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool.
0: Chad is a testament to this show. Um, he, he was, uh, you know, Rotary approached the, the station about doing a show and then, you know, Kelly and I, we'd done a few shows and then Chad was like, wow, this seems really cool. <laughs> Why wouldn't I be part of Rotary? So it was kind of a really great, uh, immediate feedback mechanism for the show.
1: Well, it helped it, for me. It really helped in that I had, you know, years ago been to Rotary, uh, clubs and, um, you know, I still had the misconception of a, you know an old white men club, and as I okay. got to you know listen to the show, interact you know both with Kelly and Joe, and, and then also Lloyd and Tom, and then go to a couple of clubs. It was it was very clear that things are changing, and, and for what I what I would be interested, in. so the show really helped educate me to to see that the, there's change going on, and, and and that was a huge impact too. Uh, it's uh, it's been awesome to uh, to join and I'm really starting to get entrenched. I get more out of I learn a lot at the shows, which I think I'm pretty fortunate as a new Rotarian because yeah. I mean I know yeah. more a little. I probably know more a little on the international side of things than I, <laughs> I'm, I'm learning the the local side, which I think is kind of the opposite path of uh, of most. You know.
0: Well, and for sure, and I mean, I, I'm sure Wade that you could uh, support this as well. I mean, for clubs, I mean, what a great resource for new members is to connect, you know, to your show or to this show just to get exposure to what else is out there. I mean, I've been a member for four years and there's so much stuff. I'm like, I didn't even know we do this. (laughs) (laughs) Like.
2: That's very true, very true, and that's why we are such an important element, and uh, unfortunately we're a secret right now, we got to get that word yeah,
0: out. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're doing our best, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll keep <laughs> We'll keep pushing
1: it, and obviously, you know, the, the one thing we were, we were talking off here is, you know, we're, we're radio, but we're podcast, but it's also, you know, it, we're not doing a produced show like you are with, uh, you know, that really kind of connects on visually, but... Having video be a part of it allows us to do Facebook Live, it, you know it just opens up more avenues. You know, and I think I think even with your show being very visual, you could still put the audio up onto those platform on the on the you know kind of do the reverse of what we are, and, and the the main driver will still be the other platforms. But somebody that might get interested could still learn from you know what, what you're talking about each week.
2: Those yeah. are great points. And again, that's what I'm looking at, you know, the evolution of it because what they shared today is not going to be here tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's always All changing. I, I can yeah, tell you that. Yeah.
0: Well, I have to thank you, Wade, because, you know, just even having you on and talking about how how you've, your process with the the show. And I'm like, gosh, we could incorporate this, that, and the other thing into yep. the radio show. And like, and so it's, it, it's already helping us get better. And I want to thank you for that. And hopefully, you know, being on our show and kind of understanding how how we interact with our guests uh, informs your show, and, and we can learn from each other.
1: And we're going to create the fellowship.
0: That's right. There I, you go. I literally have that <laughs> written down, underlined twice, because that is a no brainer.
1: Uh, before we go, what would be one thing you want to leave the with the listeners? Uh, we got about a minute left, a little less, but any any advice or just in general it doesn't need to be show related. I would
2: say this, and this is for anybody that's out there. T- take a look at what you really have a passion for. Um, Rotary gives those, uh, those opportunities, brings a whole team together for you. So if you're trying to change somebody's life, if you're trying to improve something in your community or anywhere, um, Rotary is a place to start, literally, because you have people, like-minded people with a passion to serve. I, I, that's what I really want to push forward. Those opportunities are there for Rotarians.
0: Well, and thank you so much, Wade, for your service, everything that you're doing, and most of all, being on our show today.
1: Yeah, thank you, and uh, we look forward to staying in touch. We will definitely do that. Thank you, and thanks for having me. Sure yeah. appreciate it.
0: Thank you. And again, for those uh, listening, we had Wade Namoron, past District Governor for District.
1: 5240.
0: Awesome. I got it right. As well a looking. reminder, I'm Joe Kirk.
1: I'm Chad Larson.
0: And it as a reminder... It's time to stop searching
1: and start serving.